We begin the Gemara today towards the bottom of Daf Yutesam at base, about 10 lines up from the Yamad. Taner Abanam, we learn the following story. Pa Machas, once it happened, Olu Kol Yisrael, Leregel Yerushalayim. All Yidin came up for the Yantiv to be Leregel to Yerushalayim. Velehoya Lemayim Lishtais. There wasn't water for all the people to drink. Halach Nagdimim Ben Gurion Eitzel Adon Echad. So Nagdim and Gurion went to one uh, master, a person that had a lot of water. And Amalai said to him, Lend me 12 springs of water, or 12 wells of water, springs of water for all the people that are Eil And I will pay you back 12 springs of water. I'll, in other words, I'll see to it that all the water that they're going to drink from there will be refilled. It's going to rain and fill up the water. And then he said, he gave him a guarantee, Vim any nice in lecha, and if I'm not going to give you back the water, I will give you 12 kikar of silver, a big amount of money. And the Kabbalah's man, he gave him a date by when his wells are going to be refilled. And now that date came. And in the morning it did not rain yet, and his wells were empty. So this master sends to Nagdimi ben Gurion, Shigarli, send me oimayim, all water, oimais, or money, sheyashli biyatcha, that you owe me, that it's, that's in your hands, that you owe me. Shalachloi, so Nagdimi ben Gurion sent him back the message, Adayin yashli zman, kolayim kuloi. I still have time the entire, the entire day. Again, Adayin yashli zman, I still have time, that is. The entire day is mine. I still have uh, the entire day to make sure that uh, the rain will come. But Sarayim, it came the afternoon. Again, he sends him and says, Shigarli, send me oimayim, or water oimois. Or the money that I have in your hands. Again, he sent him back the message. I still have time in the day. It's uh, still time that it should rain. Came by Minche, came late in the afternoon, Minche time, Shalach Loi. Again, he sent him the message, Shkarli, Oimayim, Oimay, sent me either water or money. Sheyashli Biyotcha, that I have in your hands. Shalach Loi again, Nagdim Begorian sends him back the message, Adayin Yashli Shehus Biyayim, I still have time in the day that it, it could rain and fill up all your wells. Ligleg Alav Oisei Odin, so this master was mocking Nagdim Begorian, and he said as follows, Omar, he said, Kol Hashan an entire year, it did not rain. Suddenly now, these last uh, hour or so, whatever it is, is in the afternoon, it's, all of a sudden it's going to rain. Now it's going to rain. So now what happens? So, so he goes and he goes to the bathhouse to, to wash himself and he's all happy because he thinks to himself, by the time I'm going to come out, I'm going to go collect all the money that I'm owed. While he was going to the bathhouse, all happy about the money that he's going to make, Nagdimon went into the Beis HaMikdosh, and he was sad about the fact that uh, it did not rain. And this Atif, he wrapped himself, and and he stood, and he davened. And Omar he says today, Master of the Universe, it's well known for you. I did not do any of this for my own honor. For the honor of my father's house. I did it for your honor. That there should be water for the people that came to the Beis HaMikdosh. 
Yad immediately neskashru shamayim va'ovim. The, the skies became with, uh, full of clouds and the Yardu Gishomim and it began raining. And it rained so much in that little amount of time. And it filled all of his springs of water, all the sources of water that he had. It all got filled up. And not only that, and it even flowed over. There was even extra. And now this Odin, this master, came out of the bathhouse. And Agdimim ben Gorian, Yatsa Mibay Samikdosh. And Agdimim ben Gorian comes out of the Bay Samikdosh. And Keshapagu Zebezet. So they met one another. Omaloi, so Agdimim ben Gorian now tells him, Tenli Dmei Mayim Yoseh Yeshli Biyotcha. Now you should pay me back for the extra water that you got from this rain that it overflowed. So you owe me money for the amount of rain that I brought you. So this master tells Nagdim ben Gurion, Yedeyani, I know that you're right, Shlai Hirish, Akadish Baruchu, Eselamai, Elabishvilcha, that the Abishta has not brought about this major commotion in the world, such a sudden strong rain, only for your sake. Ella Dayan, however, still, Yeshli Pischem Pelecha, I can still open my mouth on you, Shaitzi Mimchas Ma Isai that I can take out my money from you. Why? Because the sun already went down. And when it began raining, so that was already rain, that's my rain that came down after sundown. We made up a date and the sun came down after sundown. It looked very dark outside. So now what happened? So Nagdim ben Gurion goes back into the Beis HaMikdosh. He wraps himself and he davens and Vamar and he says, Vamar Lafanov, he says in front of the Abish, the Rebainishalam, Hoida, let it be known, Sheyeshlacha Ahuvim Bailamcha, that you have the people in the world that you love. Miyad immediately as he davened and said this, Nispazru Ha'ovim, the clouds all scattered, and the Zorcha Chama, and the shine of the sun came out. And at that moment, this master said to him, If the sun had not <coughs> pierced out from the clouds, I would have an opening to speak against you and to take out my money that I, that I had in your possession. So you see here this unbelievable story in the Gemara. If you compare this to the story of Nagdim ben Gurion and to the story of Chayni Amagal, here Nagdim ben Gurion davens and immediately David answers him. Unbelievable. And I mean, the first time around, the Eibishter answers him because he's not even davening for his own sake. He's davening for the covet of the Eibishter, for the Eilid Golem. So over there, he's not davening for himself, Bukhlal. But then the second time around, he's davening for himself because he doesn't want to have to pay the money. And he tells the Eibishter, let it be known that there are people that you love in this world. And the Eibishter again answers him right away. Tremendous chus he had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Eibishter is a mevatel and answers. Tone. Huh? Yeah. 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 A big, very rich man. Doesn't say before we had that. Okay. Apparently, he was no simple man. He must have been a big tzaddik as well. The Eibush is listening to him. Davening. What was this whole story then? Okay. Good. No. Okay. Good. Say that. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. You'll be a Rosh. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So we learned in a There's more to the story that we don't know. 
Lai Nagdimin Shemai, his original name is not really Nagdimin, Elabaini Shemai. His name was Baini. Lama Nikrishmai Nagdimain. Why did he get this nickname of Nagdimain? Shaniktara Chama Bavurai. Because the sun came out because of him. Rashi or Taisus here actually says. Rashi says it shined. Taisus says that it, it like pierced through. Makada uh, Baharami brings a lashon of the Gemara. So it, 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 the, the shine of the sun pierced through the clouds to shine to prove that it's still daytime. So that's how he got his name. You see here from the very name that he got that the second time that he davened and David should listen to him is greater than the first time. And that's why his nickname was the second time. There was a much bigger thing that David should answer him just that he shouldn't have to pay money. There were three individuals that that the sun stopped and it remained in other words, east side. The, the sun remained towards the east and it did not go down on, its, uh, on the west for their sake. So in other words, what really happened there to Nagdimen was, it was already after Shkiah, but the sun sort of stopped on its tracks, uh, or it, it remained there, or it went back there. I mean, it's Mashman the Gemara that it remained there, and in order for, for him to be able to prove to this Odoin that he doesn't owe him the money. So these three individuals are Moshe, and then the Yeshua, and Nagdimen, Ben-Gurion. So the Gemara now will explain where we see this. So now the story of Nagdimin ben Gurion Gemara. This is the tradition. This is the story that we just mentioned here. That the sun remained there so he could prove it to this person that it was still daytime. Yeshua Nami. Regarding Yeshua, where do we know that the sun stopped for him? Kro. There's a Pasuk. It says, That the sun was still and the moon stopped in its tracks. That this is over there, Shemesh begiving daim, and the, when the Mishur was fighting and he needed the light of the sun to be able to continue chasing the enemies. Bought by Moshe Rabbeinu. From where do we see that the sun stopped for him? Rabbi says, Asye, we learn out Exeter Shove, Ochel, Ochel. Ksiv Hocha, it says by Yeshua, Ochel, Teis Pachtocha, I will begin giving your, uh, the, your fear upon them. Ksiv, and by Moshe, it also says, Hosam, Ochel, Godlecha, I will begin making you great. So by Moshe Rabbeinu as well, the sun stopped. So Machlaikis and Mefarshim, whether this was uh, by the Machama with Oig Melech Abashan or with Sichaim, it's one, it's one of those two wars over there that Moshe Rabbeinu had that the sun stopped for him. No, it's, it's psukim, this is Psukim later over there, by, either by Oig or by Sichaim. Rab Shmuel Ben Achmeni, Omar, Rab Shmuel Ben Achmeni says, there's another Gzayr Shava, Asye, Teis, Teis. Ksiv Ocha, Ochel, Teis, Pachtochai, will begin to place your fear. Ksiv Hasan, by Moshe, it also says, Biyayim, Teis, Hashem, Esau, Meirid. Abishal will give a Meirid into your hands. So we learn out this Gzayr of Teis, Teis. Rabbi Yechanan has a third source that it stopped by Meishe Rabbeinu. Asye Mikufi Dekra. He learns it out from what it says in the Pasuk itself by Meishe. It says that Ashi Yishmon Shemacha, they'll hear about you, Viragzu, Vachalu Mipanecha, and they'll be very, very trembling and afraid of you. Amosai Ragzu, Vachalu Mipanecha. When is it that they were so afraid of Meishe? Bishah Shaniktumalai Chamala Meishe. When the sun remained and it stopped in its tracks and it remained towards the east, that's when they were very afraid from Meishe Rabbeinu. The next thing it said in the Mishnah was, When you have a city that it didn't rain for 40 days, there was a break of the rain. And then the Mishnah quoted a Pasik where it says that you have a situation where there's one city that gets rain, one city that does not get rain. So the city that does not get rain has to fast. It brought a Pasik. So the Gemara will explain now. That Pasik that says that one city gets rain and one city does not get rain, for both of those cities it's a curse. 
curse. And the reason is because the, the, the city that doesn't get rain, obviously it's a curse, but even the city that does get rain, it means it gets so much rain that it swamps the fields and it kills all the produce. Another passage here, the Gemara is going to bring a bunch of different psukim that Rav Yehuda or Rav Yehuda Marav explained them. And all they're going to explain psukim that seem to be negative and he's going to explain them in the positive. So Yerushalayim was like a nida, like a woman that's in a matzav of a nida, which has to be separated from her husband. So seemingly the Pasuk is saying something which is negative, right? It's a Pasuk in Eicha. So it's actually written as a, as a, as a blessing. Kin nida, compared to a nida, how? Ma nida, yesh la heter. Just like a nida eventually has a heter to be back with her husband. Af Yerushalayim, yesh la takana. So to the city of Yerushalayim, there's a takana, the Yidin kedu tshuva, and then come back to Yerushalayim. So it means something positive. Another pasuk over there, it says, Hoysa kalmana, that it's the city of Yerushalayim, or the Yidin, that is, are considered to be like an almana. Amr Avyudes, Rav Yudes said, Lebracha, this is also a blessing. Ke almana, the Pasuk is saying that Yidin are compared to an almana, but Veloy almana mamish, but not literally in like an almana where the husband passed away. Ela rather, Ki Isha, Shaholach Bailo, Le Medina Sayyam, a woman like her, that her husband left overseas. However, he makes it clear that he's planning on coming back. So therefore, she's not mamish and almana. The Rebbe spoke about this Gemara, about all these Psukim here that are teaching Eicha on the positive. This is the source of this. There's a series of Maimarim of the Tzamach Tzedek, which teaches a big part of Eicha all in the positive. The market is from this Gemara. Specifically regarding this union of Ke'al Mana, so the Rebbe points out, the Gemara doesn't just simply say that this is a husband that went overseas. That itself would be enough to explain that it's not a real Almana. An Almana is a husband passed away. But if you hear the husband is alive and he went overseas, but the Gemara adds, and v'daytoy which means that the husband made clear that he's planning on coming back. Because he, if the husband is overseas, so for, for this woman, whether the husband passed away, whether the husband is alive, but he's overseas, but she doesn't know that he's planning on coming back. For her, she can feel like a real almana. But so therefore the Gemara is adding, v'daytoy that he's constantly thinking about her. And it's the same thing also with the Eibishter, when there's a siluk of the, of the gili of the Eibishter. So it's not stam that the Eibishter is planning on coming back one day, but the daytoy and therefore it has an effect on Yidin here in this world, that the Eibishter is constantly thinking about us. Another pasik, v'gam, ani, nasati, eschem, nivzim, ushfeilim. The Eibishter says, in the time of Golas, I've made you to be despicable and very low. So this is also has a hidden blessing. Omer Rav Yehuda lebracha. There's a there's a blessing here. Why the loy makminon minon loy reishi nara v'loy gizirifti that a yid will never be appointed to be reishi nara, which are the people that collect the taxes when you go over the bridges on on rivers, and also not gizivriti, which are also police. Larashi says that which is. Uh, police that are enforcing the law. So these are jobs which nobody likes these individuals, the tax collectors or the police. And because Goyim consider Yidin to be low, they don't appoint Yidin to such kind of jobs. So there's a silver lining here. Another Pasik, Vihika Hashem, Es Yisrael, Kasheyonu, Dakone Bemaim. The Abisha will, will hit the Yidin just like a reed that's floating around, moving around in the water. So this is also a blessing. This is being said for a blessing. And he brings a source what the blessing here is. What is the meaning of another Pasuk where it says, That the wounds that I get from my friend, from one's one that loves me, is nemonim. It's something which is faithful. In other words, it could be positive. It's good. 
but it's the reverse, the word Nasaris means it's the opposite with Nishikisaina, when you get a kiss from an enemy. So he explains, and now he's going to come back to the Pasuk that we just mentioned about the reed that's floating in the water. It's better, the curse that Achia Shiloni cursed the Eden, which is the previous Pasuk, that's Achia Shiloni speaking, so that curse of Achia Shiloni is better for Eden than the blessing that Bilam Arasha benches Eden. When he curses Eden, the Devashu will smack them. What does it say? He says that Eden are going to be compared to a reed that's in the water. So really he's saying a blessing. He says to the Eden, Like this Kana that is moving around in the water. So the blessing here is as follows. Just like this, these reeds that grow in the water. They grow, they stand in the place of water. The Gizoy Machlif. And when the, 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 the stalk, the, 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 the root of it, even when it, um, you, you, it, it, um, it falls off, the parts that come out of it get detached and it falls off, but it always refreshes, it always continues growing again. And the Sharash of Merubin, it has a lot of roots that hold it very firmly there in this water that it, it, doesn't, it doesn't get uh, destroyed. Even all kinds of strong winds in the world come and blow in it. It does not remove it from its place because it's a reed and it, it blows along with the wind and therefore it can remain in its place. It goes along with the wind. And when the winds calm down, you'll see that the wind still stays in its place. So therefore, the Pasuk here seems to be saying a klala, that Ebeshe will hit the Eden, but yet it's really a bracha, showing that throughout all the winds of Golos, the Eden will last and stay in their place. But on the other hand, he benches Eden to be compared like a cedar tree. It doesn't actually say in the Pasuk there, Ali Mayim. The Gemara adds it, even if you have a cedar tree that's in water, but it, it, the Pasuk there just says that he compares them to cedar trees. And now, why is this really not a, a blessing? Ma erezet, when you have a erez, a cedar tree, it can't last in water. And the, the stump of the tree, if the branches or the, the, the come, fall off, it's not going to ever refresh and produce branch, branches again. And the it doesn't have a lot of very strong roots. Even if you're going to say that it's still a pretty strong tree, and even if you have a lot of winds that are blowing on it, it's not going to move it from its place. But when you have a wind that comes out of the out of the south, which is a very strong wind, Rashi here brings the source from the Gemara Baba Basra that it's a unique, strong kind of a wind. It'll uproot it and it'll fall on its face. Okay, so this is the curse that you see in the words of Bilam, even though he said that they compared to a cedar tree, but there's really a curse here. The Gemara goes back now to the reed that's in the water, that what's the blessing that there is in a reed? The, the reed merits that little himeno kulmus, you can take this reed and use it as a kulmus, as a quill, to write with it a sefetayre or nevi'im aksuvim. So you can do a mitzvah with it, you can write a sefetayre with it. So this is the hidden blessing that there is in this Pasuk. Now based on this Pasuk, the Gemara brings a similar Indian. A person should always be soft like a reed that bends. And he shouldn't be firm and stubborn like a cedar tree. And the Gemara brings an incident. 
Rabbi Rab Shimon was coming from the place called Migdal Gadar, from the house of his teacher. And he's riding on a donkey, and he's, he's, taking a, he's, he's going on the river bank. And the Somach, Simcha, Gedele, and he was very happy about the Torah that he learned. And he said, And he was feeling very proud of himself because of all the Torah that he learned. What happens? He encounters an individual, which was very ugly looking. So this, this ugly looking individual greets Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon and says, Shalom Aleichem to him. Rashi and Taisus both point out that there are some Sfarim that say that this was a Leyoa Novi and he was here to test him to see how he's going to respond to him. And Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon did not answer him. And he says to him, Reiko, you empty person, how ugly looking is this person? Are all people of your city as ugly looking as you? So this person responds to Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon and says, any idea? I don't know. Ella, however, go and complain to the craftsman that has created me, that has made me. In other words, the Eibushter, go speak to him about this, and say to the Eibushter, How ugly is this vessel that you have made? So Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon realized that he said the wrong thing. He realized that he made he did an aveda here. He got off of his donkey. And he bowed down to this individual. And he said, I've overspoken to you. I've, I've, I, what I said was wrong. Forgive me for this. I will not forgive you until you go to the Abishta that has created me and tell him how ugly is this Kaili that you created. Until he got to his city where this person was from. And now Yatsu Bnei Ido, I look across. People saw that Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon is here in the city. People came out to greet Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. Such a great Tana. And they were saying to Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, Shalom Alecha, Rabbi, Rabbi, peace unto you, our Rebbe, mighty, mighty. So, so they're all greeting him with the greatest honor. Amar Lehem, so this ugly individual tells the people, Lemiatum Kaidim Rabbi Rabbi, who are you referring to as your Rebbe? Amrulay Lazeshim Atayalacharecha, this person that is walking behind you. Amar Lehem, so this person says to them, Im Zer Rabbi, if this person is a, is a Rebbe, Al Yirbu Kamaisabi Yisrael, there shouldn't be many like him amongst the Yidin. Amrulay, so they said to this person, Mipnei Ma, why not? Amar Lehem, so he says to them, Kach Vakach Asali, this is the comment that he said to me. Amrulai, so they said to this person, Afal Pikain, but yet nevertheless, Mukhailai, forgive him, Sha'adam Godal Batairahu, because he's a great person in Taira. Amalahem, so this ugly person says, Bishvilchem Hareni Maikhulai, for your sake I will forgive him. But only that he should not be accustomed to doing this again in the future. So immediately Rav Lazar Rav Shimon went and darshan the, the drasha that he said before. A person should always be soft like a reed, and he should not be firm and stubborn like a cedar tree. And therefore this 
a reed that's soft is it merits the kana little a mano that you can take from it to make a kolmes a quill lichtev besefetayret fillin emuzuzis to write from it a sefetayret fillin emuzuzis. This is a story here in the Gemara. As I see, you see here, the simple shot of the story, and as I mentioned, Rashi and Taisu say that this was a Liyawa Novi. But in a Sikha, the Rebbe has a beautiful pshat on this Gemara. And the Rebbe says, think about this. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon didn't realize the simple thing that there's no reason to embarrass a person and to say that he's ugly. Of course, the Ebershah created him. How could Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon say this? Elamai, the Gemara, the Rebbe says that when he sees that this person is physically ugly, that means that he was beruchnius on a very low level. And Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon was trying to be mo'erid in l'tshuva. Sometimes the only way you can get a person to do tshuva is when you shake him out of a place that he's so low and you have to make him realize how low he is. Like the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, Perik sometimes a person needs that bitush to break the clipper that he's in. That's what Rabbi Lazar Rabshim was intending to do. And he actually succeeded. Because how did the person respond? Leich Loman Shasani, go to the Abishter that has created me. In other words, he brought out of the person an awareness of the Abishter. So then what's the pshat on the continuation of the Gemara when it says that Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon regretted what he did? Because Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon realized that if this person immediately responded this way, it must be that he wasn't so low after all. And, 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 and therefore he shouldn't have embarrassed him to this extent. So he made a mistake, he misvalued, he thought that he was in such a low daga that he needed this shake-up. But he realized that he made that mistake because he right away responded, and therefore he says the person has to has to be a rachkekana and not jump right away to say such a sharp var to a person in order to be married him. A city that has a plague or there's a, um, walls that are collapsing because of the uh, hurricanes that there are. So in such a city also you have to re- immediately scream out to the Ebishter. So when you have these walls that are collapsing, so it's referring to a situation where you have these strong walls, the later uways, and not when you have these very weak walls that are collapsing. Because in other words, that's something that would be usual. But the point is, when you have a wall that's strong and it's still going to fall, then it's a time when there's a wind, so that's something you should scream out for. And also it says, <clears throat> and the walls that are not fit for fall, to, to fall, they're strong walls. And not walls that are fit to fall. So the Gemara now questions, the Braises seems to be redundant. It's the same thing. The walls that are strong and walls that are not fit to fall, it's, it's one of the same thing. And then when you say that there's the weak walls and the walls that are fit to fall, it's the same thing again. So why is the Braises being redundant? So the Gemara explains, no, what we need to say both of these expressions because it doesn't mean the same thing. Sometimes you can have a wall that's very strong, but yet it's very tall. So therefore it could fall because it's a very tall wall. So that's a wall that's fit to fall because of its height. Inami, or you have a wall, the Kaimen Aguda Denada, which is by the, by this, by the water, by the, by the riverbank, and over there, even though it's very, very um, strong, but nevertheless, it's fit to fall because of the water that could affect it. Kiahi Ashisa Ru'ua, the Hava Benarda, there was this uh, wall that was very weak, that was in the city of Narda, the Lavachalif Rav Shmuel Tusa. Rav and Shmuel did not want to pass by over there, beneath this wall. Even though that wall was there already for 13 years. Okay, so this is actually a third example, because here, this is considered to be a wall that is sort of not fit to fall, because it's been there for so many years, but yet the wall is weak because it's an it's, it's old wall, and therefore it's not strong anymore, and it's fit to fall. 
One day what happened was with this wall, this area, that they would not want to go there. Ikla Rav Adabarava Lahasam. Rav Adabarava was there. Omar Le Shmuel Rav. So Shmuel says to Rav, Nesimar Nokif. Let's make a detour. Let's go around and not go in that area where you have this wall, which is dangerous. It could fall. So he says to him, Now that Rav Adabarhava is here, we don't have to make a detour, we don't have to go away. Now, now, now we don't have to go away. Why? Because Rav Adabarhava, which is a great tzaddik, is with us. The nofish Zuchusei, he has a lot of merits. And we're not afraid about what's going to happen. So this is the tremendous chos of Rav Adabarhava. The Gemara brings another incident about the schos of Rav Adabarava. Rav Hone, chamre bahu He had a donkey that was inside a barn or a house that was very, the walls were very weak and they were about to collapse. He wanted to go inside to empty out, to take out the, uh, to take out the donkey from there. Or maybe this refers to wine. Chamre uh, sometimes refers to wine. Uh, you have the other translation? Yeah, it refers to wine. Okay, very good. So Bikitzer, he had this wine storage and he wanted to take out the wine from this place. But he was afraid to go in there because it's so dangerous. So what did he do? So he, he went in there along with Rav Adabarava. How did he do this? Because he was engaging him in a conversation and learning Taita. And until he was talking to him, and while he had Rav Adabarava in there, he was able to have the place emptied out. And then as soon as they left this storage place, the place, the house, the, the walls collapsed. Rav Adabarava then noticed what had happened here, that he distracted him with learning and brought him into this place in order to be able to empty it out. And he was very uh, upset about this, that they, they used him out for this. So Savarla, he held, Kihad Amir Rabyanai, he held like what Rabyanai said, A person should not ever put himself in a place that's a danger. And the Yaimer, and I'll say, Aisunlinas, the Abish is going to perform a miracle for me. Because first of all, maybe the Abish will not perform a miracle for you. Maybe you're not worthy for a miracle. Then and if the Abish will perform a miracle for you, every time the Abish does a miracle for you, it takes away from the person's merits. So therefore, Rav Adabarava was very upset that they used him out for this miracle. What's the source for that Abish takes away your merits? Yaakov says that because of all of the kindness that Abish has done with me, so therefore I'm small. In other words, it took away from his merits. Now, why was Ravada Barava such a great individual that he had such great schusim? So the Gemara says, So this is like this that we learned. His students, they asked Ravada Barava, With what is it that you merited for long life? So he said to them the following things. My entire lifetime, I was never particular. I never got angry in my house. And I did never walk the head of someone that's greater than me. And also, the voice Hamatunafis. I never thought words of Taira in places that are uh, alleyways that have things that are unclean there. I never walked four Amis without Taira or without wearing Tfilin. 
I never slept in a base medrash, not permanently or even temporarily. And I was never happy when I saw something going bad for my friend. I never referred to my friend with a nickname, not his proper name, or or some others say with his with his surname, in other words, with a family name. I always referred to him with his own name. So these are the things that were the tremendous chusim of Ravada Barave. The master should tell us about the great things that Rav Huna did. He also had tremendous merits. So he said, As far as his young age, I don't remember him then. That is, in his older age, I could remember and I can tell you the following things. Any time it was a cloudy day and there was a, they were afraid of a, of a, of a uh, rain or a wind and there was a danger that walls in the city could fall down and hurt people, what would he do? He would go out in this very expensive golden uh, wagon and he would go out in the entire city. So the Mepharshim say he would go out with this wagon in order to get the attention of people so people should see and know that this is serious. And what would he do? Anytime he saw a wall that was very weak, he would break that wall so it shouldn't fall during this hurricane and hurt someone. And now what happened afterwards? If the owner of that wall had the means, Bani Law, so he would build it up on his own. But if he would not have the means, he would build, rebuild that wall from his own money. And another thing, another one of the merits of Ravona, Bakhopanya, the Maile Shabata. Every time it was late afternoon on Erev Shabbos, have a Mishad Shlucha he would send a messenger to the marketplace, any of the vegetables that were left over there, Liginoi, for the gardeners that were selling the uh, vegetables, Zavanle, he would buy it, Lenara, and he would throw it into the river. The Gemara will soon explain why he did this, why, why he would go and buy the extra vegetables. Now he threw it into the river though. So the Gemara asks, why is he throwing it into the river? Let, he, let him give it to poor people to eat. So the Gemara says, no, he didn't want to do that because Zimnin, the Samcha Datayu, if he's going to do this and give it to them, so they're going to rely on this and they're going to say, we don't have to buy earlier on because in the end, he's going to give us from the leftovers and they're not going to buy earlier on and therefore in the future, there may not be extra and they won't have what to eat. Let him at least give it to eat to the animals. And for the Gemara, Kesovar, he held, Food that's for human consumption, you're not supposed to give to eat for the animals. Right? Rashi says, the reason is, you're not supposed to use food in a disgraceful way. You're, it looks like you're, you're not, you're not uh, appreciating the good that the Ebershah gives for a human being. Right? Uh, or Rashi brings, So Rashi says, no, so Why did he throw it into the river? That's better. So Rashi says, yeah, because you throw it into the river, it's going to flow to a different place, and other people in a different location will discover it, and therefore people are going to eat it, and not animals. So why does he, why, she shouldn't buy these vegetables at all. If he has no use for it, so why was he buying it? So the answer is, because if he's not going to buy these vegetables, so these gardeners are going to say, oh look, we don't have to bring so much vegetables to sell because we don't have customers to buy them. In the future, there may not be enough food to buy on an Erev Shabbos. So therefore he would go ahead and buy this on Erev Shabbos to make sure that in the future, the gardeners will bring enough vegetables. Another thing was that he did, 
When he had something which was a good medicine, he would fill a, a jug of this, or a, a cup of this, that the Bach takes out the word the Maya, he would fill this up, uh, the Bach adds instead of the word the Maya, he says Mine from this, and he would hang it on the opening of his house, for everybody to see and come and take from it, he would share it with everybody, and Vama called the boy whoever wants to come and take from this. Vekadamri, others say a bit differently. Milse the, the Shifse have a gomar that he had. Milse the Shifse, what is this? One second. Oh, he had a certain um, something that uh, for, for Shadim. Uh, he knew something that uh, you can use for shadim to get away the shadim. And he would put water, he would put a jug of water there, and then and he would draw this water that could be used for this. And he said, Anybody that needs this water, let him come in and take from this. The loyal is stuck in order for him not to get into danger. Okay, so um, the, the, what this was referring to is, as Rashi says, a person that doesn't wash his hands. If you don't wash your hands when you're supposed to wash your hands, then you expose yourself to shadim. So therefore he would make water available for people that they shouldn't be affected and hurt by the shadim, so they have water. Another thing, you have a karech rifta, when he would be breaking bread, would be eating a suda, have a pasach levave, he would open his heart, and va'amar and he said, man ditzrech, whoever needs food, leisi v'lecho, should come and eat, should come and join me in my meal. Rabbi, Rabbi commented about this, Kulu All of the things that Rafuna did, I'm able to fulfill. Labar Meha besides this last thing. I can't do this, why not? There are so many people in Mechuzah that are poor and need food, and if I invite everybody to come and join me with my meal, I'm not going to have anything to eat. So this last thing he says, I can't do.